Are you feeling stuck, lost, tired, or uninspired? We've all been there, including myself. I'm Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. I'm here to tell you that the best, unapologetic, and limitless version of yourself is yet to come. The Born Unbreakable podcast is here to inspire just that. With motivating guests from all different walks of life and around the world, their stories will empower you to unlock abundance and your unbreakable spirit. Do you need accountability? Reach out to me for a free consultation of how I can support you in reaching your maximum potential. This episode is brought to you by Korma Date Coffee, the healthy alternative to coffee. This delicious date coffee has the health benefits of giving you natural energy, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, and fiber. Best of all, Korma is caffeine-free. No jitters, no anxiety, and no afternoon crash. Go to KormaCafe.com, that's K-O-R-M-A-C-A-F-E.com, and enter discount code BORNUNBREAKABLE at checkout to get 10% off your order. Hey, girl. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I've just been having the best conversation with my guest, Anita Vita. Before I hit the record button, it's like we're kindred spirits. We could just talk for hours. Um, But of course, she's here today to talk to you, not just me. (laughs) So, you know, the purpose of this podcast is to really create a safe space where we can do things like storytell, learn from each other, and really understand that life is dynamic. It's this dynamic place, and it's not a straight line. You know, if there's anything that I've learned and I can tell from learning a little bit about Anita's story is that it is a big zigzag. There's twists and there's turns and there's a lot of unexpected things that happen in life. And I like this podcast platform to be a place where you're you have that full permission to change your mind and to do different things and follow your heart and follow your intuition and not just do what everybody does because it's society's version of being, you know, uh, fitting in. And uh, I think Anita's story is is just such a good example of that. So uh, just a little bit about my guest, you know, she's got such a fascinating experience, which I'm going to let her share, but she's, her background is in the nursing realm, doing leadership work. She's a medical qigong practitioner, which I still have to practice saying that. And she really helps healthcare professionals to overcome stress and to achieve better balance, not just in their careers, but in their lives. And I think that's so important in this age of COVID and the pandemic. If there is one person at the front line that needs the balance, it's a nurse. So um, it's probably now more important than any. Uh, But Anita, thank you for being here and just sharing your story and um, your experience with us today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Des. And that intro, girl, fire. Thank you for that. It was so beautiful. Loved it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you and I just started talking even before even before we started this interview. And I would love for you to just start with your story, you know, your personal story um, of how you got into the space of nursing and what it is that you're doing today. Yeah, for sure. So my background is in adult care nursing. I was practicing nursing for 14 years. And 
when I wanted to transition out and to be fully transparent, I was like, I'm done with this job. There has to be something better out there. Because at the time, I didn't know what burnout was. I don't know meditation. I don't know what power in pausing was. I was just so astute to the work. And I thought that's just how we were trained. And then fast forward to, you know, maybe like six years into the hospital setting, I, I discovered I wanted something more. I think everybody has that voice inside of themselves when they're like, hey, you know, there, there may be something better aligned to you. Or, and if you're not listening, you start to probably get aches and pains. Starts with whatever it looks like for you. I'm going to just go down the list. Headaches, migraines, sciatica. That's a big one. Um, stomach ache, IBS. For me, it was IBS. Irritable bowel syndrome. So that's a blanket diagnosis when you're experiencing all these things related to your gut and you and doctors can't tell you like what the root cause was. So unbeknownst to me, I was already going through that and it was getting worse. Then I started to get anxieties. So I thought for me to fix that, because we all want to fix things, is let me change positions. So I started in telemetry nursing, which is the cardiac floor. From there, I started, I went into ICU for my ICU because it started getting too cray cray for me. I went to the post-op recovery room. So that's the area after surgery. I'm the person that you get to see and I give you all the good drugs to, you know, for pain. And then you, you wake up, you know, the first time you like wake up and open your eyes and I take care of you from there. Now, as I was waiting in the in the unit, you know, I had some downtime. So when I transitioned to the recovery room, and it's a specialized tower where we really take care of patients who are post up from cesarean section, just every, you know, that for women's health, that was the sector I was in. So I had a bit of downtime. And I started to pick up a book and a personal development book. So as I was searching and looking around, I had time now to, well, let me start reading again, because that was one of my first loves. I got lost in books. I learned to adventure, you know, learned about adventure through them. I wasn't a very social person and I'm more introverted than extroverted. So I found solace in books and learning and knowledge was what really centered me and brought me a ton of joy. So I pick up this book by Robin Sharma called The Leader Who Had No Title. And it was the first time I felt like, whoa, my path could be clear. Like there's something else out there. And I was looking and I was praying and I was so stressed out. And so when I read it, I realized that, you know, you can find joy in anything that you do and that I think at the time I was limboing between, do I need to go back to school? Do I have to get my bachelor's, my master's, my PhD, my doctorate, et cetera? You know, that was my training. When you are in the medical field, you feel like that's all you need to do in order. You would you would think that those are the steps to open up door doors for your next step in your career. Mm -hmm. And what I found was that wasn't so. And, you know, I dabbled in multi-level marketing to kind of help me 
see it through. I think when you are wanting a different career path, you start venturing into potentially being in business for yourself. Right. Which is a whole new personal development experience in and of itself anyway, and personal transformation if you decide to do it. And that actually assisted me. So while I didn't make a ton of money from it, mm -hmm. it led me to what was possible and transforming who you were becoming and who you wanted to be. And so that soft whisper now became a loud voice. So on that day, and I don't recommend this for anybody. This is just my, this is just what happened to me. But if you're in this moment listening to this and this is what's going on and you can't move forward, this may be something that will speak to you. So the way I did it was in the worst conditions possible. <laughs> and really, I believe that the universe will grant and clear your path for you if you're not paying attention. So, and you're asking for those answers. So it was a day where we were super understaffed and I didn't prioritize my self-care. I, I bet any nurse or anyone in healthcare listening to this, you will hold that time to go to lunch. You will sacrifice the time to like, let me just go to the restroom real quick, you know, till you complete a task. I think we're just, it's a very masculine area. And that's one of the, the things that we are really great at, but to, to a fault sometimes because we can keep giving until we're like depleted and that started to mess with my health. So that day when I finally said like enough is enough, my husband helped me strategize. Um, and well, yeah, he helped me create an exit strategy because every time you say like, I'm going to quit, I'm done. I'm going to quit. I'm done because you don't have a backup plan, right? Well, how am I going to feed my family? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to live? Those come up. So that fear factor just gets so, so high that you don't actually do it. And another year passes by and you're like, man, I'm still here. So the way it worked for me was I pre-wrote my resignation letter so that the signature section and the date was blank. And I kept it in my bag so that when I was ready, all I had to do was turn it in and make that decision. And so again, under the worst conditions, I was understaffed. I didn't take breaks we were transitioning as a hospital to be bought and changed administration. All of these things were, all the changes were happening all at once, initiated new programs for, for moms and babies to now bond. So that added the babies in there. I'm not used to the crying baby noises. So I was like, Oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. You know, when they come and change up your space without helping you transition mentally, emotionally, and physically to prepare for that, it could be a lot. Mm -hmm. So I, once I demanded my break, <laughs> I mark the first thing I did was march over to my manager's office at the time. And I turned it in and she had like this snarkiest look that you are replaceable. Wow. You know? It was a look. She didn't it, say that. She it's didn't so say that. crazy. Like just thinking, you know, listening to what you're saying, because I feel like there are many people who experience that feeling where they know that they've overstayed 
something longer than they've wanted to. You went so far as to actually have a resignation letter in your bag. I don't know how many people do that. But so you did that without having had like the next thing that you were going to do yeah. lined up. That's did right. You? Wow. I zero background. <laughs> oh my God. I did. I will say that I'm grateful for a supportive husband. Because yes. if I did not have that support, I don't know how it would go. Um, just mm -hmm. knowing myself, though, <clears throat> it would really – it would be my lesson to learn, like, how to ask for your needs and what's important to you and your growth. But I'm – and I'm really grateful because <clears throat> – excuse me – because he's been super supportive now yeah. I didn't know my next and thing so, at and so work. You, that was scary. Yeah, you, you go in there and mm -hmm. she, she's just like, "Okay, you're replaceable," and then then they was over like that interaction. She was just like, "Okay, yeah, you're gonna leave. Like mm -hmm. that's fine." Well, she was also a newer manager, and I think we already but so it's not like you had this relationship where yeah. she was like your friend or something. No, so it was just I didn't. Yeah. I think if we had built that rapport, of course. Okay, it so would then be... what did you what did you do? Yeah, what did you do next to like get to the the place of making a decision about what your new career was gonna, was look gonna like? be? Oh well, yeah. like many nurses do, we do moonlight in other places. So I did have <laughs> <laughs> I did have like a, a PRN position, an as needed position at a GI center. So but it okay. was like very hustle and bustle and I didn't I – I did that so I could get more money for um, – to pay for the wedding. <laughs> I did one of those things like, let me get a second job. <laughs> I'm getting married. <laughs> and I'm over budget. So I, I got to find the money. <laughs> you know, we do oh it. Gosh, we all do so it. Good. We're like, I have vacation. I have extra. <laughs> I was like, what, do we, what can we do? I fell into that. Um, that cult that's part of the culture. Like, oh, let's just do extra. And I was like, oh, my bad, girls. Hold on. Um, I had my timers on. Um, that reminds me to breathe. That's my meditation timer. <laughs> so that I keeps that me too. that keeps me accountable to taking those pauses. <laughs> so yeah, I had That's the GI good. center. And then I went like I just uh -huh. went and explored and I went um clinic to clinic because there's so much out mm -hmm. there. I even went as far as learning Botox and um, surgery, um, cosmetic surgery. Like there's so much world. There's like the world of nursing is so, so huge. And even more so now I got to experience the ones that I wanted. And then I had a flare up in my health and I knew it was, I was still going against my true gift and my true calling. So in one of the surgery centers that I was working at, I, I was, it was super high stress. And then I had a flare up with IBS and I started to feel like really faint and, you know, all the things, you know, when you, when you are neglecting any of your physical health, the symptoms will still build and will come. So it creates all this tension at the, to the point that you're finally enough is enough. Mm -hmm. So I got sick. I ended up getting, aside from the IBS flaring up, I ended up getting shingles, which is mm -hmm. which is chicken pox in your adult life. So if you could see right. the pattern of illness that I'm creating for myself, and you may be going through this, even going doctor to doctor, it wasn't really helping. 
because the root cause of my illness was going against my calling, which I had already heard years early, like earlier on. I just played it off. So after experiencing what I experienced at the hospital setting, and now the now the clinic setting, right? Because it's outpatient. It's not like long hours. It's a different beast, though. Because it's just different, and it's not any easier. It's not any better. It's just different. Um, and when I was sick and I had to take a leave, I I said I think I prayed for it too, and I said there has to be a position out there for nurses doing wellness. Sure enough, I go on, I find, I go through the job search and right before I, I was just getting better, I think I had two weeks left on my leave, I land a position as, as and they created the position, it didn't even exist. I worked for an aerospace company who was focused on employee health and wellness because that's part of their wellness program and they needed a nurse. So it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I got to see the other side of nursing. The one thing I did miss, if you're a very hustle and bustle person, that's not the position for you because, you know, any, anybody who's super sick, we just, we have to send them out because we're not equipped to take care of that type of, um, level of sickness and care. But I had so much fun. I learned, this is a key thing that, I, that I'm that i so grateful for the knowledge for. I learned the, the ins and outs behind returning to work and leaves of, absence, leaves of absences, as well as, you know, mm-hmm. through workers' comp. And um, um, it allowed me to understand the language when you want to mm-hmm. file for those types of leaves. Because most of the time, if you're not granted your leaves, it's because you didn't write it properly. The language and the way you're asking for it is not proper. So man, that was such, that was so fun. Because then I got to help family members who was going through a particular diagnosis and they needed, you know, this particular, you know, paperwork for this and that, like they were overwhelmed because they're not going to walk you through it. They should, but not everybody does. If you don't ask, your mm-hmm. employee health nurse would be able to walk you through that. And that's not an HR thing. HR knows a little bit, but they work hand in hand. So I learned to be really resourceful and how to ask for things and how to write things properly uh, when it came to that realm. So then that was such a blessing in disguise too. And on top of that, I ran. Oh my God, it was so fun. I spearheaded a marathon for them just for like over 300 employees and it was really short it was like because it only could happen during lunchtime and not their days off because they work like a nine to five it's like a regular schedule and it was so fun i got to learn to how to build better relationships i got to you know because now i was seeking out vendors i was seeking out sponsors i was it was like such a dream come true and i was like oh my gosh I created this for employees. I want to create this for nurses too, like other people. So what ended up happening was the next calling that came from there, because I had a breakdown. <laughs> I had, I was on a, <laughs> you had a lot of uh, moments of like self uh, reflection, yes. growth and yes. like epiphanies. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. And that's where it comes from. I love it. That's what for me, and that's what happened. Your experience may be different. And oftentimes epiphanies and awakenings aren't gentle. It's not a gentle rising. <laughs> Sometimes it's quite heartbreaking. Because right. it's an old version of yeah. yourself that's breaking through. Breaking through. And I want to say oh. breaking through because like a butterfly, right? You're not. That's the first thing I thought of was a butterfly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not because you're losing yourself. It's because you're evolving and it's asking you for a higher version of you to be more whole, even more whole. You're already whole. And when that happened to me, I was thinking about my Lola, my grandma. That's uh, grandma in Tagalog. And we used to butt heads like big time. Our personalities were like super clashing. <laughs> and she is probably one of the most, <laughs> she's probably one of the most spiritual women in my life. And every time she talked about religion, I was just like, whatever. Like, you know, I was, I was, I was, I grew up very Catholic. <laughs> and it was so like, um, <clears throat> it was so structured, right? It was like, there's mass. You know, we got to go to 9 a.m. mass and you're going to wear your best outfit. You can't eat, you know, all these things. <laughs> and then, you know, I went through all of that. And if you miss and check this out, we were my brothers and sisters and I, we were we were trying to be like super slick and like, let's just pretend like we, we slept in or this and that. And she got us and she's like, well, guess what? We got mass on TV. Look at the Pope is here. I got to tune in with it because we got cable. Oh, no. <laughs> it was he was on to you. Wow, Lola. And I'm only Lola, laughing because <laughs> I, yeah, I laugh just because I'm Filipino. I grew up in a Catholic family, so I know what's up. You know what I mean? Like, it's some serious things. Like, you got to pray <laughs> and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I was taking my daily walks because um, I was starting to feel like, you know what? This is really fun. I'm glad I got to learn this what's on my heart, like what's truly on my heart is to serve nurses. That, that seed was planted in me, I would say probably two years prior to this corporate position that I have. So it was already there. And, and then, and then spirits like, what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, I don't know. Let's just see. Maybe I need another certification, you know, all the things. And then, and then, Around that time, I started ex- I started to explore meditation and spirituality, and I didn't even know what that meant because religion and and spirituality are not the same. They're related, not the same. So when mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge person of prayer, I wasn't a huge person of even spirituality. And then on my path, I met really good friends who who were life coaches who didn't even call themselves life coaches because if you can imagine my life in my career i was searching and i was like man i found it in when i joined the multi-level marketing like companies because they had mentors Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know what that meant. Yeah. So then through them, I what, saw what multi what multi level marketing uh, <laughs> oh, companies did companies? you did you do? Oh my gosh! 
Yeah. I, did you do more than one? I did more than one. You know, when you don't make money in one, you think it's the next one. So that's kind of what happened with me. So I started off with like an internet company and then a healthcare, a few healthcare ones or health and wellness. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and some of them actually, the last one I say I, that I did, or even and beauty too, makeup and beauty. But yeah. the last one that I did specifically for weight loss, that actually helped me out um, because I actually wanted to lose weight and I just started training for marathons. The supplements helped me and the conversations mm -hmm. I had because eating better gave me better performance times and I didn't even know. So yes. it actually benefited me in overall health. So the model works and so does the product. At the end of the day, when it doesn't yep. work, it's because of you. So, <laughs> so if you right. were to, I just want to put it out there. There is no, you know, the main component when some, when you join any program, when you join any coach, when you join anything that will transform your life requires the equal, if not greater amount of output and input on your end. It will always mirror your own tenacity and drive and motivation and inspiration and all the qualities that come with it to get and receive the results you are looking for straight yeah. up yeah you you get what you put in yeah. and if you put in 20 percent, you're going to get that back mm -hmm. if you give 150 you're going to get that back yeah right if you treat it as a hobby it's a hobby Treat it as mm -hmm. a business. It's a business. Really simple. Yeah. Profound statement. Yeah. But how do we? I, I understand. <laughs> right there. How, right there. I understand the mindset that comes with it and the retraining. So, keep at it. Find one that works for you. Mm hmm. So then you had this. You all of the things that you've experienced, from nursing to going to the aerospace company to you know going through even your family journey yeah. like you know experiencing what you do in your family um you had this awakening to realize that this calling the seed that was planted two years prior was that you wanted to help nurses yeah and so you you then leaned into that right yeah i think the defining moment uh, a few of them was when I was, I started to do meditation. I actually, mm -hmm. uh, in review, I found some really old journals from 2015. I've been journaling for about seven years. And I saw mm -hmm. like one of the first passages and, and I said, and I wrote in the sentence said, I'm so excited to reach day two of 100 of this meditation challenge. And I was like, whoa, that was 2015. You know, it, it's coming full circle, you know, today. And wow, I through the meditation and the people who are, you know, my mentors at the time. So I wasn't looking for like, I think I was looking for life coaching, I didn't find a life a nurse who was a life coach. And so through that, I started to join network, networking events and women's events. So with mm -hmm. that, I met some women who happened to also parallel the same path. You know, we were walking the same path in terms of 
wanting to better ourselves and at the same time connect to our spirituality. So that's what I ended mm -hmm. up happening. Um, and through that opened me up to even more around my faith, even more around shamanism. I went to retreats. I went to Peru. I went to Bali. So these are layers of the experiences that I I went through for myself as part of the journey. So the journey will never end. It just, you yeah. know, it just changes the, the pathways, right? You just chart your own course and your own map because it's uncertain. And through that, I, I found that, man, I think I really want to be a spiritual teacher and teach it to the nurses. At the core, you know, medical Qigong is also spirituality. It's, it's a multifaceted and multidimensional practice. It's just mm -hmm. it, what I found was I was working on all of it. We have, you know, yes, there's a focus, like, for instance, when it found me and I say Tai Chi and medical Qigong, Qigong find, found me because it's probably one of the most challenging practices that I've ever experienced in terms of wow. transformation. It's true mm -hmm. alchemy. Yeah. Yeah. And so that day I was crying. I called my parents because remember I was getting back to my Lola. So I had just came from Peru and I was at a church. So I, I remember this because I was like, I'm going to check out the churches. You know, there's so much history when you travel around the world, right? When you go to other countries. I sat in the church. I don't think I've ever shared this story out loud. Um uh, to a broad audience, I should say. So I sat in the church. So when you start doing meditation, in its core, you are connecting to your true self, your spirit, higher self, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it, source, um, life source, spirit, holy spirit. It's all the same. And you start to hear a different voice or that soft whisper because sometimes it's not really loud. So I'm in the, so during retreat, just to give you some context, we went to very powerful places around Peru to do prayer, to open up to connecting with mother nature, super powerful. So for seven days, we did that or up to 10 days. So as the trip was rounding out, we got a free day. So that's when I went to start visiting, kind of looking, checking around the town. So my friend and I went and to explore and um, I got into the church. It was so beautiful. And then I sat on a pew and I was like, you know, I think I just want to pray. I sat down and I literally felt like my Lola next to me. And I started freaking out. <laughs> I was like, what is this? I feel like I feel her, but, you know, I start second guessing myself because I didn't see myself as the person to channel. I didn't see my, myself as a person to connect to ancestors, things like that, and, yeah. or, or even past or even loved ones who had passed. So I was like, I'm going to just roll with it and open up and trust that whatever message she's sending me is a message like that's it's still good to me. So I started understanding that. So I started to cry and I saw her sit next, she sits next to me. 
so my Lola is a very, she's very bold, super fashionable, very wise, and also funny woman. So she sat next to me. She puts her shoulder, her hand on my shoulder, and she goes, you know, why are you crying? <laughs> she goes, oh your makeup's going to run. I don't know what she said. It was really funny. And she goes, I think she, I'll paraphrase, but I believe this is what she said to me. She said, I know you were, you weren't really thrilled about practicing Catholicism or it was really, or it felt really strict <laughs> to you. I know it really was really strict to you. What I wanted you to do, I just wanted you to connect to your spirit. Wow. And that was really profound. And it brings me to tears. Because you know, when you you when you think you're like after that next thing. And you're not enjoying your life. And it's and you're feeling like everything's so hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I want you to understand that it's still for you that the path of good and the path is bad doesn't even exist. It's life's experience and it's your experience. It's your story. And it finally clicked. So that day I cried, I called my mom and dad and I was like, I don't know why I'm feeling Lola's presence. I think I called them that day. And when I looked at the date, it happened to be around the time of her death, her anniversary. Because I think at this time, she had already passed maybe, um, maybe over, maybe over six or seven years. I, I believe I'm not sure. And the first thing what's interesting is I don't even call my parents often. It just so happens like the first person I'm going to call is my dad. And he started to laugh and he said, Anne, you know, my parents called me, my family calls me Anne. And it's like, it's okay. He started to laugh. He's like, some this these things happen because you probably needed to, you know, I think she wanted you wanted to connect with her or something. Like, You're gonna be okay. That's what he said. You're gonna be okay. And that's when I knew, like, okay spirituality is the path, whatever that looks like, I don't know. So that led me to many more awakenings. So after that, that my next step from there was leaving the profession fully. Mm -hmm. I, I tapped into my retirement fund. I was grateful that I was very um, diligent about that. And so that carried me through like up to now even. And so Mm -hmm. I, um, since I didn't have a super backup plan in terms of building my business, as well as working a nine to five, we call ourselves parallelpreneurs. There's nothing wrong with that. You could do both. And um, for me, Mm -hmm. 
I think I was losing focus and I was feeling overwhelmed. So what I felt right for me was I'm going to just go all in. So 2018, I did. I went on a hike. <laughs> Nature has so much wisdom. I went on a hike with a girlfriend and I was in Zion. Yeah, I was in Zion. And I, we hiked down the Narrows. And I love water. I love water. And it gave me like so much wisdom. And I also had a phone call with a girlfriend who's a life coach too. And she's like, she asked me a really powerful question. And she says, what if you gave yourself one year full time? Because that was the that was the wisdom that came through me. She was just repeating it. What if you gave yourself one year to go all in? Who would you become? And and you gave yourself this chance. And I did. So one year turned into three. So it was really rough. I I'm not saying that it is easy. It tested my mindset around money, around wealth consciousness, around my worthiness, around enoughness, around uh, limiting beliefs. That's a big one. I know everyone listening into your podcast is all about that and breaking through them and realizing that at the end of the day, you're still okay and that if you're here and you're breathing, you still matter. And aligning to your values will get you through everything. Your values, not wow. other people's, your own. So having clarity around that made it a an easier decision to make. Because I got to really see what I was made of. Because I'm my own boss now. I don't have to clock in and out. I what? That. <laughs> yeah. What What has changed for you over the last three years since you decided to become your own boss? I would say my greatest transformation is recognizing my power and that I have power. Yeah, because I saw that I can monetize my gift. I can actually make money from doing what I love to do and what I'm called to do, which is at my yeah. core, it's still nursing. I'm just nursing other people and nurturing nurses. You're and nursing the nurses who need it the most, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, well, okay, what did it look like? So you you had this decision, mm -hmm. and that was awesome, the conversation you had with your friend, you know, because you, you basically had somebody almost <clears throat> continue to give you that encouragement of what, what would happen if you gave yourself this year. Mm -hmm. What did it look like when you had your first client? What did you do with that, that person? Like, what was that experience like? Oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> look, everybody, I'm sure you, you <laughs> even with your first clients, you know, I was excited. Um, and I think I overwhelmed my first client because I think as teachers, we want to <laughs> just give it all and be like, 
read all these books. Yes. Take these, here's a hundred steps. Here's, you know, and so I, I gave it all and the, the, uh, what I, you know what? It was a really beautiful experience. I re I learned so much even in the one client because that gave me a gauge of seeing how I charge for my worth as well as the value that I was mm -hmm. giving. And I was like, man, I charged six sessions for $600 plus at the time. Plus I also was available. Like I was available via email. You could text me. I also taught meditation. You know, I incorporated everything that I learned that was, you know, a spiritual aspect. And also, mm -hmm. you know, and at the time, depends on the focus. The focus for her at the time was relationships. So yeah, I learned also my skill set around how I coach as well as the um, – the feeling behind, oh my gosh, I got, I got paid to do this and I'm transforming somebody's life. <laughs> that was the best feeling. Yes. I think the best feeling that I'm and what I'm recognizing now and what keeps me going is knowing that I touched somebody's life for the better because of my words, because of my presence, because of my message and Having mm -hmm. and unlocking that light for them to end whatever they're suffering from, that's the true gift. Yeah. So there might be, I'm, I'm pretty confident actually, because I, I, the world of nursing is growing just rapidly. Um, you know, even aside from the pandemic. I mean, the statistics continue to show that. I have, uh, you know, friends and family members that continue to graduate from nursing school and are, you know, getting into the field. There could be somebody who's in this profession who for the very first time is saying, medical qigong, like I can have that in my life and I can actually have somebody help me work on my wellness. They might, this might be like a discovery for them. Like right now, today, listening to this podcast episode, like this is a thing. Yeah. So, you know, what would you tell that nurse that's listening that is just discovering that this is actually a thing and maybe they are burnt out and maybe they are getting started and realizing and asking themselves a question like, can I do this for the long haul? Like it's fun at first. But like, can I do this for five years and 10 years and 15 years? Like, what would you tell that person about what you do that could help them? I would say, I would say to start by recognizing and acknowledging your emotions and your feelings. Because at the end of the day, if you're not doing any meditation, which is what I primarily teach, the qigong, mm -hmm. the movement of the energy within you and with the alchemy that comes with it, which is the transformation, right? Because energy is neither built or destroyed. It's just transmuted or changed. If you don't know how to do that, mm -hmm. the tensions that you 
received and built within yourself can show up as dis-ease in your body and in your mind and also in your spirit. So I encourage everybody, I know it's the hardest thing to do, and I know it sounds like you don't got time. Do the meditation. See? When you resist it, look at your face. Look, (laughs) Coach does. I see your face. You're like, that's the biggest thing. It is. Yes, girl. Because here's the thing, and I'll and I'll just keep I'll keep it so 100 with you. It wasn't until I got to exactly the point that you're describing of just like because I'm in healthcare too. You know, I've been in that this healthcare space for almost 17 years, mm-hmm. and regardless of what you do. I don't care what, if you are a nurse, a doctor, someone like me that's a consultant, healthcare is hard. You know, there's moments of beauty, there's moments of joy, there is so much learning, and that's why many of us do it for the long haul, mm-hmm. but it's not easy. And it, it, it wasn't until the moment that it got really, really not easy that I gave in to trying new things like meditation. Because in my mind, I was like, yeah, that's just, just, that just doesn't, who does that? Like, why are you going to sit and take time to breathe and like, you know, yeah, yeah. You t- talk to yourself and like, <laughs> what, what for? And so, but it, it's like, you get to a point when whatever you're doing isn't working. So the only choice you have is to do something else that could work better. And that was yeah. kind of like where I went. And then I realized like, today I couldn't, I couldn't live without, having moments of meditation, Mm -hmm. you know, to get back centered, to recognize exactly what you said, what's happening within me, my own feelings, my thoughts, my, my pains, like my body, you know, what do I need? And, and recognizing that, um, because I just thought I was invincible. I didn't think I, you know, sleep and all these kinds of things. But today I, I, I know, like when I need more sleep, I know when I I really need to exercise and I know when I need to take a break. It's just different because you, when you start to connect with yourself, you recognize what you need more of. But I think it's easy to resist because we just assume that we're invincible, especially when you're younger. Yeah. Like when you start getting past like 30 for anybody who's listening and is like, no, it's just everything's going to always just feel so effortless. Um, It doesn't. Okay. Let me just tell you, (laughs) things start changing. Um, And so you do have to invite in, like Anita was talking about, some other techniques or you're going to start, you know, falling apart. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Self-awareness is key. So take those steps. Yeah. Yeah. But it is. It's, it's huge. So what would be one of the ways that if somebody wanted to explore, you know, Qigong further, are there resources that, you know, you've, you found personally that somebody can start to do some research for themselves on, you know, more meditation and just how to get centered <laughs> with themselves? Centered and back to bring their sanity back. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I actually They're like, tell me what the resources are. Where can I go? <laughs> you can definitely, you can always um, connect with me 
on Instagram. My handle is at Nurses Rise. I'm also, you know, I think the best way is truly so you can get it in your inbox and directly, you know, learn would be to get on my newsletter. So go to www.nacionvita.com and subscribe. That way you get to see all of the, you know, the literature and the studies because they are backed by medical journals. You know, I come from Mm -hmm. both backgrounds where I can speak from the place of Western medicine and now Eastern. So I'm grateful to see that it's being more accepted and not so woo-woo to practice meditation, Mm. to practice Tai Chi, to practice Qigong, to hear even more in depth. I do represent my my school, the Way of Qi LLC. You could um, check that out. I'm sure Coach Des will have the we'll have those in the show notes and you can speak even directly yeah. to my master teacher and my Sifu for all, all the things on that deep wisdom. Cause he's been practicing for over 30 years. And so, you know, yeah. Qigong is so, so powerful. Those are the basic steps at the highest level. Mm-hmm. I've been able to heal myself. So self healing even some instant healing my clients have experienced. I've helped them with insomnia. I help myself with insomnia. I've got off, you know, addiction to pills because, you know, most professional, most, most healthcare professionals, we want caffeine to stay up. We want sleeping pills to go to sleep. We want all the things <laughs> to keep us tip top in the work that we oh, do. True. Like pop a pill, pop you an antibiotic when you feel right now. Go see your doctor. It's like, what do we say? And if you're in the profession, you know what to say to your doctors. You're familiar with the language. So you know you're not walking out there without a prescription because of your copay, right? So, I mean, I, I can get into more in depth about the behind the scenes of that. And, and it's just, you know, it's so important for you to find out what feels good to you. And exploring this path. Mm-hmm to healing especially and taking back your power to be self-reliant again is possible. Yeah. Even I don't take I sleep well now. I'm not having insomnia. I don't have to take Z Nyquil or Benadryl or anything like that. I used to do all of that. And now through just meditation alone, I've knocked out pain. I don't take pain pills anymore. I don't take ibuprofen. I don't take I don't take anything. And it's been in this particular aspect of myself that I've practiced, it's been over a year since I've been super like pill free. And so mm-hmm. I invite anybody who is just sick and tired of going doctor to doctor, nothing works. My doctor doesn't understand me. I could have looked that up in the internet. She could have emailed me, you know, those protocols. You know, we don't, because of COVID and everything, you're not even seeing your physicians face to face. Who's to say they're even practicing right. what they're telling you to do? You can tell from a person's yeah. how they look, like if they're even taking care of themselves and you're going to take advice from that person, be very diligent in who yeah. you seek counsel yeah. from. And, you know, build that inner authority within yourself. If it doesn't feel right and it does, it's not feel, it doesn't feel good, it's probably not for you. And be yeah. discerning of that intuition, like build that intuition. And I think 
my favorite part of the practice of practicing medical Qigong. And it's medical because now we're working towards eliminating disease. Yes. Like straight up. That is huge. Eliminating I mean, disease on that your is own cord. Yes. You can do it. That blows, it my blows my mind. It blows my mind because we are quick, quick to go to Google and find any magic pill out mm -hmm. there that will help us do anything faster. Get rid yep. of my headaches. My back hurts. Yep. Like, oh, I have stomach aches. Like all, all the things that were just like, if I just take this one thing or two things, it's going to mm -hmm. be fine. I'll get better. But there isn't a propensity for what can I just do naturally yes. to feel more energy, to have more mm -hmm. clarity, yes. to not have this haze, this mental haze walking around in a fog. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot. I, I think, you know, what you're doing um, is a space that's uh, as more untapped than what it could be. Like, I, I you know, I, I think like 10 years from now, if we had a conversation, it would be different. Like mm -hmm. more people yeah. will understand. But today, I, I I don't think we're in an environment where everybody's like, oh, we all, you know, don't take medicine. I mean, we're in an opioid crisis, for heaven's yeah. sake. Like, yeah. come on, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. This is serious. We have like administration from our presidency, like multiple presidencies around what do we do about the drug crisis in the different forms it's taken, whether it was like, you know, cocaine and different yep. things to now, you know, these different versions of opioids. So we're, we're in a, that's a pandemic by itself Yeah, outside of COVID. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> Yeah, what you do is is really powerful. But I do want to make sure that I ask you a couple of questions because I always like to set aside some time to kind of get to know, you know, you better. Um, yeah. and, and now that people know that, how they can reach you to learn more about Qigong because I'm sure everyone is very fascinated now and is like, I don't want to take pills anymore. Yeah. Um, so the first question that I have, it, it being, you know, uh, still the beginning of the year and we're all leaning into, like you said, we're always, you know, evolving to the next best version of ourselves. If you had to pick a word for 2022 that would, you know, help you to continue becoming that next version of yourself, like what word of intention would you pick? This is so fascinating that you asked me about a word because I do live by a theme word every year. And last year was relaxed. <laughs> that was an interesting year, relaxed. And I always build a relationship with a word that I choose. So what has come forth for me this year? It's really interesting. I was torn between two. And I'm sticking to it. And the word that came for me is sovereignty. That is so powerful. Yeah. Wow. Sovereign. Sovereignty. Sovereignty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like, that is, is such a rich word, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. I love that word. I love that word. Okay. What is something that is on your bucket list? Bucket list? Mm -hmm. I have so much 
Were you ready for this? Something really, really big. I've shared this vision before, but I'm going to say it again because it's so big that I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, two things. I have two things. I would really love to own my own hospital and have all the goodies and all the modalities that we all teach Eastern and Western and have it be fully funded a hundred percent by women. <laughs> oh my gosh. So women oh. in health, like to oh. really empower and to, cause it will teach empowering women to help one another and invest in each other's dreams and also for the greater good of all mankind. We will teach the Qigong. We will teach meditation. That's going to be part of your healthcare and your, you know, I want to go to that hospital. And you're I want to be there. And, Boom. and I'm getting in early. We take care yeah. of our staff. Can you imagine? Lunches will be provided. Breaks. You come into work for four hours, do, do the work that you do, but get paid for 12. Can you imagine that? That is my freaking dream. Like that is a vision that I have for everyone. Cause guess what? Guess who's going to be the receiving end of that? The patients. If your nurse was like, can you imagine all your staff just fully taken care of to the highest level? That would be the, there will be no illness. There will be no illness. That's what's about to happen. What that is that is no that is isn't so that mind like isn't that yeah. awesome? <laughs> yeah, like I can't I can't even like my brain is still trying to process. It's like going that to is my grand vision. You know, it's like Atlantis or just something that is like wait what? Yep, I went there. Wow, that I went there. That's, that is a bucket yeah. list. I'm gonna live a long yeah. time to see that through, and I'm gonna call you, Des, because yeah, don't make it happen. So Girl. It's no, there's no question. I'm about to have one. I'm going to stay with that book. That bucket list is a good one. I don't have to share the other one. That one's a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Okay. So, (laughs) you know, because you you mentioned it from before, like we all have had self-limiting beliefs. So what's one that you've had to overcome? Ooh. The biggest one is I'm, I'm not worthy to charge what I charge because of the value that I bring. Wow. So now I charge my worth. Do you know how many, well, well, first of all, how many people are listening that have probably felt that, but in particular, how many women feel that? All of you. That's, I, I feel like no, no matter how many years go by, mm-hmm where you are even more knowledgeable and passionate and confident about what you do, it is still like, I still think about that too. I'm like, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's something that we have to face and it's something that we have to get comfortable with. Um, Okay. What would you say is one of your superpowers? I'm a super connector. Straight up. Like I literally, when you say, Anita, I'm thinking about dot, 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 dot. Immediately, I know who to connect you, how to connect with them, how to, it's just, it's a computer in my brain. I am just a web of uh, connection. And that is definitely something that I 
I love to do and I do it naturally yeah. and effortlessly. So I'm like, like everybody yeah. wants a friend like you that they can call <laughs> up and be like, uh, I don't even know where to go with this. And mm -hmm. you'd be like, boom, I yeah. know a person. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for a person, yeah, if you're looking for a person. I'm your person. I, I can do that for you. I can, can, yeah, that is so brilliant. Easy. Yes. And it's easy. It's like, oh yeah, just do this, this and that connected that person, this person, I'll send an email or how do you want to connect that? It's just, it's what I love. And I'm a very person to person, you know, I love building relationships. I believe the successes in your life comes from building and, and connecting and helping others. So I'm grateful for that superpower. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. If if you if you had to give one last piece of advice to anybody listening, what would you say? Invest in yourself. It is the greatest ROI or return on investment, even when it's scary. In fact, you should do it when you're afraid. That's the best time to do it. That's the best time to do it. That's the best breakthrough I will ever, Girl. ever experience everybody you will know when you listen to this and you do it you will you will experience that breakthrough that you've been looking for or asking for because you said yes i don't I care what you. whatever that looks like for you an yeah. investment that could be in your mindset in your health that could be anything and you mm -hmm. know it's been nagging you so don't even play don't even girl. Don't even play. Don't even power, you already know who you want to invest in this year. Don't you, even play. You know what you want to work on about yourself. It's you don't, true. You don't need three more coach, coaching calls. Yeah, but you, but you know what? I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna add to that just because I think what to you said is to convince yourself. So, it is. It's it's so freaking real. What you just said is that for the moment that is very scary. The first time you do something, whether it's like paying like paying a coach or whether it's going to a program mm -hmm. you know or going to a retreat like oh my gosh i'm gonna get on an airplane i'm gonna go be around these people i don't know they're all strangers i'm alone this is crazy what am i doing <laughs> whether it's like books you know maybe yeah. it's not even that that big but maybe it is like your first development book that you open from somebody that you think has something good to say is once you make that investment and you see the dividends being paid and that that roi you will realize mm -hmm. that you will keep doing it because you are your number one asset. Yep. And if you keep on paying into it, you're going to keep, keep getting the best output. So that certified, tried and true, mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. So, so real. Okay. So remind us again, what's the best place to connect with you? So if anybody wants to reach out, they can do that. The best way to connect with me is to join my newsletter, join my tribe. I, you know, I won't spam you. I hate spam. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, really, yeah. I have so much going on in person events again, even online. And I have a few launches coming up. So once you are on, you know, a part of my community, you get to hear all the things first thing. So that will be on my website at www.nacionvita.com. Make sure you know you opt in and I'll share all the goodies. Yeah. Yay. And you Let's heal everybody one, one nurse at a time. One yes, that's time. right.
telling you it's the pop the community of nurses is growing by the day so <laughs> an hour rather probably at this point but um but i'm just i'm so grateful thank you you know for spending so much time with me today to share your story well, like really your story i because it's it's one of those things where i i, I think sometimes like we think that success is linear and it, and it looks a certain type of way. And, and there's, it's, it's really like, as you described, when you have those moments where you kind of feel like you're in the darkness, but you're going towards a brighter place, it's, it feels confusing or you feel, you know, maybe you're a little lost and you need to go to a place where you can get more clarity. It's, uh, life is messy. It's just messy, but it's beautiful yeah. at the same time. It's in the mm -hmm. mess, mm -hmm. you know, that we find our best. So I just want to, you know, acknowledge that of your story. And I just appreciate you so much and your time today. It's been amazing. You're most welcome. I had so much fun with you, Des. Thank you so, so much for having me. It's an honor. And now knowing now that you're just like right there in LA, that's not far from Vegas, then you know, it, it'll be easy for us to be able to connect even more. Yay, so, I would love I that. Love I would love that. <laughs> Thank you, Anita. You're most welcome, girl. Yeah, raise the roof. Okay. <laughs> that was such a fascinating interview with Anita Vita, my very first medical Qigong practitioner guest. So if you're wondering, you're listening going, I don't even know how to Google that. Let me spell it for you. So Qigong is Q-I-G-O-N-G. Okay, now you can Google it and get even more information, but really that spiritual practice of taking meditation, and she does Tai Chi, and just it's really amazing that no matter how long I've been in the space of self-development doing this, that I learn something new every day. That is one of the most beautiful gifts of having this show and doing this podcast because there is never a time when I run out of the opportunity to just learn and grow. And I hope that you learn something new too. And, um, you know, what, what I love about my conversation with Anita is just the reminder that we really are uh, in control of our destiny. I, and I love that she talked about reading that book about, you know, no titles. I think it's so easy for us to get attached to saying, you know, your identity is a nurse or a consultant or a banker or whatever that may be. And it's a beautiful part of who we are. It makes us more enriched and empowered and intelligent in different ways. But uh, we were, we were talking after the interview, we, we are people. First and foremost, we are complex, dynamic individuals who are capable of doing anything. So just as easily as somebody can be a doctor today, they could turn around and decide that they want to be a lawyer tomorrow or a chef. So, you know, don't ever box yourself in. If you have those moments like Anita had at different points where something is calling to you don't feel like just because you've done a certain thing for so long, it doesn't mean that you cannot pivot. It doesn't mean that you can't do it as a side hustle. It can't mean that you 
can't explore something else, give yourself the permission to continue learning and growing even in the discomfort. That is one of the most powerful things that she talked about was investing in yourself. And I hope if there's anything that you take away from this episode is that you will do that now or continue doing it. You won't regret it. You are so worth it. Remember how worth it you are. Invest in yourself. Okay, I'm going to keep this short. uh, And I just, I hope you got a lot out of this. We're at the closing of January. So the last thing that I'll say is take this time to reflect on what you've accomplished this month. Do not move on to the month of February without celebrating your wins and your accomplishments this month. Do start a pattern of celebrating your wins and successes before you just move on to the next thing and set your goals for the next month. Do me that favor and develop that habit. Thank you for being here. Remember that you're your only limit, so take action today. Tune in again for another inspiring episode because we do this twice a week. I'm so passionate about bringing you guests that will help to change your life and remind you that you are born unbreakable. Subscribe. Do me the favor of sharing this with anybody who could use the inspiration. It means so much to me to grow the audience, grow the show, grow the inspiration because that is what we're here to do. Thank you so much. See you next time.